Right, welcome back everyone. Finally got around to doing season two of Peas in a Pod. It's good um, to be back. Yeah. We've, uh, it's not a great start because we've had some technical issues. <laughs> um, yeah. We're going to be recording all the future episodes on tape now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Decided cutting out digital entirely is the only solution. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just a so little subscribe bit... subscribe now to the cassette series. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just a little bit of a... We'll just let you know why we've been so long. So if you've been following our social media... Nothing to do with us, but we didn't have power, electricity for, what was it, about four months? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. It, it felt, felt like a year. But, um, so that, and then since we reopened again, we've been busy getting clients in and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been a long time, but we're finally back. And you'll I get to hear us, our annoying voices all again. Woohoo! And we're here to annoy each other again. Yeah. <laughs> and also, just to let everyone know, Casey finally has a fridge. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dylan, you're so funny. You're so <laughs> funny, Dylan. Do you know the best part? Yeah. You sounded like an American girl. He <laughs> still it's not plugged in yet, has he? It's not set up right. I still haven't set up my fridge, no. <laughs> I got it for my birthday in May of this year. And, uh, yeah, it's on my to-do list. That's the next step. The, the, in the the, there are obstacles in the way, let's put it that way. But it will be happening. Like physically, obstacles, <laughs> yeah, well, not metaphorically. Yeah, a little of both. <laughs> in, you've put it in the cupboard behind loads of stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's on top of an, another kitchen appliance that's broken. So I need to get rid of that before I can put it there, basically. But I can't, it's not as simple as just ringing up someone to take it away. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's it, a whole I, thing to get into. I think it is, isn't it? It's not, no. Like, there's a part of that appliance that my mum would like. Basically, it's an old dryer that doesn't work anymore. Right. And she wants the barrel out of it to make a fire pit in her garden. She likes upcycling like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good idea. But I need to get round to taking the dryer out into the backyard, unscrewing it all, taking that out. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I want to do it for her because she got me the bloody fridge for my birthday. So, you know, I just need to get round to doing it. She finally heard our please. Huh? She finally heard our please. Uh, I think it was completely fridge. unrelated to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. She has she has listened in a few times. So oh, right. Maybe. Um. Oh yeah, we haven't even mentioned new jingles for the series, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, all, all new recorded jingles here as well, and all fully recorded here. So, if you like the sound of the fifteen seconds you've heard already, original score by the four producers. Of yeah, he's in a pod. We, we all played like. Equal amounts on it as well, didn't we? Yeah. No, I did fuck all. No, you you had you that sick riff. Well, yeah, I played like one guitar and the, track. The melody <laughs> and I got on. You, guys you had on the it. melody on one as well. Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did vocals on them. Yeah, like. I did sing on one or two of them, didn't I? But show yeah, out you do, you do, don't you? Do that little rap thing. Yeah. Little rap thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I just wasn't as involved as I. No, I think that I was the lights because I was I was kind of dying that day. So. I thought it was SJW Bush on that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, one of his. Nice of him to come in. One of the many people surrounded um, Kit. Oh, fucking hell, my brain's gone so much. <laughs> fucking hell. Right. But just to, just, to, <laughs> that. just to quickly credit people. So Nick did a lot of the bass. I did the bass on one. 
I did pretty much all the guitars. Yeah. And Casey did guitar on one of them, and then I did all the drums. And then, yeah. obviously, we all contributed vocals to all of them, pretty much. Yeah. So, should we get crack-a-lacking with the first theme, first episode theme thing? Yeah. Sorry. It was your idea, you want it? Do you want to explain it? With the technical issues, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I can't think straight out of it. Because <laughs> brain is mush. Anyway, yeah, so for the first episode, um, I've got a cold as well, by the way. So there's that as well. Anyway, for the first episode theme thing. <laughs> okay, no. Um, so we're, we're all recommending a track, or well, an artist or album or whatever, to each one of us, but not necessarily a genre which we usually listen to. So a bit of a surprise, like, um, fan, I suppose, which might change one of our music tastes, I don't know. So, who wants to go first? Do you just want to start it? I can start if you want me. Go for it. So, I need one of your phones, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm having problems with just my... To, just to play, case. right? Yeah, yeah. I'll go over to it and do it when... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So with Eddie, I've... Uh, they've only got one album, but it's this band called Alaska Alaska, uh, which I think is quite a cool band name, to be fair. I think it would be better if they went Alaska Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll ask her. Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, Alaska. Alaska, Alaska. Um, yeah, so, so the album, uh, I think one of my mates recommended the track Happy Face off it. Um, and I listened to the full album, and it's just... It's incredible, like it's one of them where it flows real well each track into the next. And the mix of genres on it, it's like it's like you've got jazz influences on there, pop, alternative rock, uh like all the things like, I hate. <laughs> glitchy <laughs> elements in it. Um I'd say it's like a mix if you found like similar artists, it's like Radiohead, Tame Impala, bit of Billy Eilish, um and some I thought it sounded like. Mm. Um, one of the tracks it's it's almost like country singing it in a way. Mm. Um, but then the lyrics as well, it's all it's all like um, not necessarily political, but it's all about like in a way it's a bit similar to I got the same sort of feeling of the lyrics like a folk a computer, a bit like mm, the yeah. sort of humdrum of life sort of thing, and like happy face. That's like basically like. You're sort of repeating that same day, and it's like the thing what's repeated in it is like turn that um, upside down. Oh, what is it? Frown upside down, happy face. Mm. It just repeats that. So, like, it's just like remind yourself, like, just keep smiling, just keep smiling. Mm. But, um, well, that's yeah, that's listen then. Yeah, so the track, do you want to go see? Yeah, from, so um, just for the listeners at home, um. We're going to be playing the tracks, but we can't actually play yeah, them out on the podcast. So what what you're about to hear is Eddie's reaction to the track once yeah. he's heard it. But we'll be putting it on the playlist. Uh, for this yeah, you series can hear as well. all the tracks on the playlist. Yeah, for this series as well. So they're doing one big playlist. We're going to do one for each episode. So, so look out for that. Yeah. Anyway. The, uh, what's the track... Found it. Yeah, if you just say. I think it's. So this track is. Alaska, Alaska. Yeah, 
I think it's Tough Love. Yeah, that was uh, pretty sick. Um, I think what I love is like the use of effects on on all the tracks. Just fucking. Yeah, well, great. like, like, for the, especially the verses and that little like breakdown bit. Mm. Like they were using like some sort of synth or guitar. And I can't tell what it was, but it's like it's not a turn that you'd normally hear. Yeah, but it really works for him. I think it makes him stand out as something great, unique. I thought it was like. I can't quite work out what it is, if it's a sample of, like, a harmonic on a guitar, which is sampled and then done something with. Or even maybe, like, a bit of a saxophone. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just don't know, but it just, it's really intriguing, isn't it? Yeah, but, I'd definitely be keen to uh, listen to some more of that. But it's quite a varied album as well. Like, like, it's, like I said, all them influences. But it was, like, a different feel to each track. So that happy face one, what I got introduced to, that was very like Radiohead to me, and that's why I was like, "Ooh, I'll give these a listen." But then when going through that album, it's like, yeah, oh, that one wasn't really particularly radio. No, all, no, was it? Yeah. So I mean, it's, uh, but yeah, check them out already. Oh well, oh well, indeed. So for Casey, I'm sure I've mentioned him to you before, but you said you won't listen to him. So take a. Right. I know Taika. You said you'd know? No. As in Dive. Does the album Dive? Yeah. I know Taika. I've been listening to Taika for oh, years. Yeah, wait, I've got... Luckily... <laughs> luckily He's luckily, got a bad Why up, did you think that? Bad. But I sent a message and you said no. No, I didn't. When? Did you not? No. You, you imagined this. I think I only answered no. Oh, uh, right, okay. I don't think I saw the message. I know Taika. No. Taika, yeah. What about Tompa Beats? No. There you go. Oh, thank God you had a backup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had a backup for everyone, I think. Yeah, I really like Takeo, to be fair. Sorry. Well, Casey, <laughs> my uh, recommendation for you is Tompa Beats instead, then. Um, Tompa or? Tompa Beats. Tompa Beats. So, Tompa is in T-O-M-P-A. Tompa Beats. Um, I don't think any of his tracks are, like, over t- two minutes long. But it's, like, all, like... Um, so like chilled out like lo-fi, like lo-fi hip hop beats. Sort of, yeah. But it's different. You could like just like you could loop. Mm. You know what I mean? I love that. Uh, I'm always putting on playlists of that sort of stuff. Anyhow, yeah. so I might have heard some without knowing. Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. If he's been in playlists and stuff. Um, but yeah, I got introduced to them a while back. All the him, all them. I'm not so sure to be fair. But obviously, no lyrics in it. But it's just. I don't know if it's that, that thing where it's like, even though it's like lo-fi beats, you can tell there's a lot of work in, in it. Mm. Like, um, a lot of intricate stuff going on as well. But, uh, yeah, do you want to put on one of sure them then? Let's go, let's give it a listen. So, that was, which one was that? Monday, what it Monday? Monday Loop. Monday Loop, yeah. But, you see what I mean? You could yeah, have that it, on loop. Yeah, I, I see what you mean as well about um, each part felt well considered, mm. you know, um, and it was it was wasn't it just like a loop, quite quite repetitive, uh, droning loop. But that that was that was it. It's like the, that was the point. It was like it set a vibe and yeah. just went with it. After that, nice sample at the intro. We were discussing as we were listening just there. Couldn't quite tell if it was. A sample of like an like an old song, or if it was produced to sound mm. that way, like 
Um, like it had been ripped from a vinyl record or something. Uh, yeah, it was really, really nice. I'd, I'd definitely listen to more of that. You know, the, um, have you ever checked out the pedal channel, Knobs? No, Knobs, no. yeah, actually, yeah. no. Don't you think the guitar sounding that sounds like yeah. a good sort of that? Mm. Um, Basically, they just try, like, it's like a lot of like, weird pedals in it. Oh, um, is that the channel that tried the um, the anime girl one? N- no, I don't think they did sure. one of that. All oh, right, no, I might be thinking of another. They do, they do That's use the most like ridiculous a lot of, like, one I've ever yeah. seen. But, they um, do use like a lot of lo-fi um, mm. pedals and stuff. Really, but... I, w- I wonder, like, if he if he actually did do record the vocals himself. Yeah, all the harmonies were nice. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, um, I, I wonder because like quite a lot of the the reason why the old records sound old is actually because of the microphones they use. Mm. Mm. I wonder if, like, you can just do that with by buying a microphone or if there's a way to do it through plugins. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously that's why, like, baritones and, like, cro- croons were really popular at the time because that's the only way you could really, like, for the to, to record yeah, through you, that type you, of microphone yeah, at the time and yeah. stuff on it. Mm. But I think that's the thing about his music, though. It's, like, the thing that interests me um, is, like, thinking, how, 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 do, how does he do it? You know what I mean? Yeah, how like, does he go about like writing like a two minute piece that's basically like a loop of something cool for but a still like, does, does give he start like with a... like an intention in in mm. mind, like I want this vibe or does he just stumble across stuff and, But it still gives you you've still got an like an emotional reaction to it. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not the obviously he's got loads of music out there because they're mm. only well mm. short. But there's a lot of variation in, in a lot of his stuff. Yeah. It was nice. It was mainly just relaxing, like a lot of yeah. lo-fi beats. Like I, I do like to put do, them on do, to relax, and I, I also do you study I, to him as well. No, did you feel like? Did anyone <laughs> else feel I like study studying? Beats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Felt like enrolling at uni all over. <laughs> but uh, no, um, yeah, I do love putting that sort of thing on to to chill out. So I'll be listening to more. But also sometimes I, I put on stuff like that to write. Um, yeah, literally, if you have it on in the background, and uh, you know, I can just sort of brainstorm lyrics and stuff. So that's, um, yeah, it's a great shout. Nice one. Yeah. It's a good thing that they had a backup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so for you, um, Dylan, I've got Sol Williams for you. Right. Which I, uh, I mean, I discovered him because Trent Reznor and Atkins Ross uh, produced one of his albums. Um. What's it called? The in- the inevitable rise and fall of Niggy Niggy Tardust. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've actually I think I've heard of this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he started off as a slam poet in like early nineties and that, and quite like political and like um like black black rights and stuff like that, you know. Um, and uh, but then yeah, so I think his first album was like two thousand one, I think. I think his first two albums was uh, produced by Rick Rubin, but the the because um, he, he before he got into music he was friends with uh, Zach Della Rocca oh, yeah. from uh, Rage, mm. um, so because obviously it's that same sort of like political thing. But I think I think because he did some poetry as well. Yeah, yeah, I imagine so. Cause I think they met through that, but it, all of his uh, albums, even though it's like rapping, he does sing in them as well. And uh, they're all rock influenced. Mm. 
Uh, I think Zach De La Rocha does appear on his self-titled album. Wait, when's Zach um, De La Rocha coming back to music to save the day, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but again, his albums are quite... The first three... No, the first two are quite rock influence. So the one what he did with Trent Reznor, that, that's quite industrial. And then after that, he's gone through like some, like gone a bit more like experimental and like uh, more like weld sort of type stuff. Right. Um, but I think the reason why I've set it for you is because of the more the lyrical aspect of it. Because I've I've got some of his poetry books as well. Because his lyrics are just absolutely oh, amazing. But uh, what I'm going to recommend or play to you is uh, Lister Demands. It, again, it's quite a pol- political one. I think he wrote it about like. Um, you know, like, uh, I forgot what you call it. When abroad where people get paid hardly anything in, like, factories, what they're called. What, like, um... Sweatshops. Just sweatsh- uh, right yeah, 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 yeah. So he wrote about that, but it's... Mm. Yeah, just put it on and see what you think. Yeah. Well, that was a really good song. Like, uh, the vocal performance was really cool, and mm. I liked the love... I don't know. Would you call it like lo fi sounding drums? Like, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, kind of crazy. like a lo fi yeah, like Real compressed and. Yeah. They sound like they're not recorded well. Yeah. But like purposely. They kind of sound like they're sampled. Even though, like you were yeah. telling me, they're not sampled. They have a sampled sound to mm. it. But I think it's the way it's made. The overall mix is really good and suits the style. Yeah. Um, it did subvert my expectations a bit because I was expecting it to just kick off and, like, you know, get even bigger. Yeah. You know, join it. But it kind of kept the same dynamic. All I think that's through. what's good about it. It's like it's it's constantly, like, you're feeling that. So it's mm. keeping you on edge because it's quite like mm. a visceral track yeah. and his vocal performance is... Uh, you can tell he's putting a lot of emotion in it. Mm. It's like... Like angry, you know, but um, well, I can relate to that, yeah, and stuff when you're angry. <laughs> and like a lot of the synth sounds sound like feedback as well, yeah. So it's God, like there was like a real high screech, and yeah. it's like, whoa, <laughs> I yeah. think, like, um, what they're called, uh, death grips. I feel like they're probably sort of inspired by because that was like 2003, I think. That mm. I reckon they're probably. Mm. Influenced by that sort of stuff because right. it's pretty similar, isn't it? Where it's not like it's rap, yeah, but it's like yeah. sort of rock influence and real, like sort of like noisy. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah. thanks for the recommendation, and I probably will check out more yeah. of the music. Definitely the early, cool. his first three albums, I think you'd like more. Yeah. Um, but his, his lyrics are always on point. Cause... Well, as Beavers and Butthead would say, that's cool. <laughs> Right My accent was shit, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, Eddie, do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, well? I'll go next. Um, so I, I, I tried to think of like the antithesis of what you guys listen to, then kind of relaying it back to what you do listen to mm. a bit. Mm. So I mean, I remember last season you said you don't really listen to a lot of folk. I sort of changed recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this yeah. is even better because it's not—it's not like folk at all, but like folk. Yeah. So it's um, it's these two two people. One of them plays guitar. One of them plays cello. But he also really like Apex Twin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's like they're kind of like they kind of combine like different 
like loops of the plane and stuff, and it's kind of like loops on top of each other. I think I played one of the, I've, I've played the full album, and I think first said at one point. It's like taking MD at a medieval festival. <laughs> it's just like I'm interested already. <laughs> it's like one of them things, but, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll get on. Yeah, that's class. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. I would just say same last that was playing. Um, like so, some of the yeah. Uh, what was that track called? By the way, there is there is no there. There is no there. Yeah, so some of the samples in it. Um, it's like the... Because you said it's just cello and guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It's like some of the uh, like hits on it and that sounds like it's like the beat. That, then it's like... I say it's, it's, it's a bit like... You'd imagine like the, the beginning of it like it's like a game, but you sort of... Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of thing. But, well, um, I, no, I was chatting not. with um, Stu before. Because he did like an exhibition recently where he was working with loads of tape loops and stuff like that. Mm. And they all ended up having like rhythms. I think that's just the way that like sometimes the loops and how it cuts off sometimes and how that kind of like. It almost sounds percussive. Yeah, yeah, like mm. it does, yeah. Mm. And because it's looping, it will sound like a beat eventually. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. But yeah, um, the album's called The Lemon of Pink. And I highly recommend it. Check out. Yeah, yeah. There's like found sounds and stuff like airports. And stuff yeah, like that. And I noticed you cool. sort of laughing at times, like like there was some unexpected little twists. Like yeah. you don't quite know where it's going, do you? It's, it's quite joyous, isn't it? Very yeah, playful yeah. music. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of got like a childlike quality to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. like you can imagine frolicking around in the grass. But. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, that's safe. I will tell that. Yeah, I think it's interesting how it's cause it's very real instruments and like because mm. I think it's definitely inspired by a lot of electronic yeah. music. And I know you're a very big fan of like, electronic. <clears throat> well, stuff. yeah, you said about like Aphex Twin. It's got that like um, uh, what's the word like? What's the word? Um, Unpredictable. I was going to say unpredictable. Yeah. That whole time I was like, it's going to say unpredictable, <laughs> but I wasn't going to say it in case you didn't. But yeah, like like Apex Twin, like it's real, some bits you're like, whoa, what the, what the, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. It's like that. There wasn't, it didn't seem like there was any part like repeated, you know what I mean? Yeah. Was, like yeah. section after section. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, what's the word, uh, like earthy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. So for you, Casey. And then this is harkening back again to... I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast. Mm. But it was on, it was, it was on past anyway, or it was like after we finished, stopped recording. Mm. I think I briefly mentioned Hyperpop. Right. I remember you saying, oh, what's that? Kind of thing. Mm. So I've, I've, I've chosen a Hyperpop song for you. Okay. Because... Uh, so it's hyper, what, is that a genre? Or yeah, it's that, a genre. Right, yeah. Okay. It's the okay. future of music. Okay. Right. So... Let's talk a bit about this artist. Cause what way with the future of music head? <laughs> so, so, so this artist called Sophie. Okay. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, they recently passed away, mm. I think, during lockdown, I think. Mm. Um, but their like, music is very innovative. Like, some of the stuff that um, she's working on, like, the sounds of, like, bubbles popping, where, like, it's kind of like, there's almost like a oh, wow. pitch effect to kind of, like, 
Because like when you want to pour pops, there's like a, like a whoop kind of thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Like, in, but she's always like interested in the future, and like quite a lot of the music doesn't contain drums. She mm. found it very primitive, mm-hmm. but like quite a lot of it's influenced by like a lot of like dance music and stuff like that, like like club music. That's then, interesting. Like be, being influenced by club music, but not containing drums. That's like wow. But, but then like, you, can't, so, you can't really imagine. Yeah. It, but but then really like a really heavy like pop kind of sensibility and mm. stuff like that like mm. so it's like it's kind of like pulling from these different sources to kind of like but like i think like she really didn't like the idea of nostalgia and kind of wanted to kind of keep moving forward with the music that she was doing and stuff like that mm. and try and like just create something entirely new it's really think, interesting yeah like some of the people have now been influenced by her like coming up in the scene like also like charlie xcx and 100 mm. gex and stuff like that right so yeah, I'll uh, pop it on for you. This song's called Bip, I think. Bip. B-I-P-P. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> I like a lot about that. Like, I like, I like. Uh, first off, just as like a, a real like immediate thing, just the the positivity of it, the positive message. It was a nice nice message. Um, but also like yeah, the the vocal like you say, like you say, she implemented a lot of pitch shifting. Was that on the vocal as well, or is that just a natural? Oh voice? yeah, well, um, <laughs> because that was pretty quite quite a lot of the, quite a lot of the heavy style is mm. um is a lot of pitch shifted vocals. Mm. Like I think um, sounded, yeah, really. I really can't remember the name of the uh, the record lit company now, but um oh PC Music it was called right, and they they worked with a lot of artists but in, incorporating these different sort of like weird kind of advertising stuff mm. like so they, they developed one artist mm-hmm. and there was almost like one one of the songs was like an advertisement for a drink that didn't exist <laughs> but it's like really like hyper bubblegummy kind of like yeah. presence about it mm. but like of people were kind of just like is it ironic or not it's like well does it need to be ironic if you work that much hard into it i feel like yeah, for yeah, them yeah. it's the, like the, the effort that is put into it is still like manifested like an end result yeah yeah and i I think quite a lot of the the star was kind of like having this like because something completely different and i think a lot of the the pitch shifting as well because that that, that's not her original vocal but she i I thought not i did suspect so i I wasn't quite sure because because i think that that was from her old band but um she eventually Mm. did start singing herself Mm. and i think a lot of the might have come from because she uh she was trans Mm. at the time so i think maybe like she wasn't comfortable Doing that, but when when she finally did, like it was like a really revealing, like right. uh, song and stuff like that. And it's, it's the first time she like people actually saw her because mm. when she did the music video for it, and it was like I, showing like uh, this vulnerability yeah, yeah, was, inside mm. to her and stuff like that. So yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I really liked with the the sort of like you said, like sort of again minimal percussion. There weren't really any. I couldn't tell like the stuff that again. It was like the, the last track that you recommended for Nick. The stuff that kind of sounded like beats. I wasn't sure if I was just like yeah. hearing a beat when it was actually, again, a result of the pitch shifting on other sound. Well, like I said, John, it was like, because how like jagged it is. Mm. Every time something happens, it feels like it's like a yeah. beat in a way. Yeah. Even, like you're saying, even if there's no yeah. actual percussion going on. <clears throat> what I really liked as well was how it, when it, when it started out, it felt like really minimal, you know, like, like, again, it's very stripped back. There's like, there's not too much going on at, at any one time, but then sometimes there'd be a sh- sudden shift in direction where it, 
at one point it cut cut right down to just like one turn for example for a few mm. seconds and then you realize actually how much was going on do you know what i mean there was just but there's all these there's like this subtlety to it it, keep, it kept like bringing in different elements without you really noticing but it all contributed and then then yeah it just changed direction again it was really good really mm. really good like um obviously i was on about the bubble and stuff like that yeah like it's like some of the inspiration i think maybe throughout the i think maybe she was quite inspired by actual sounds in real life like quite like uh there's this there's a track that she produced for chai xx called vroom vroom mm. and quite a lot of that just like I don't, I don't i don't think there are actually any samples of like a car but it sounds like a car going mm. like a vroom 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 mm. kind of mm. thing mm. i think it's really interesting how like they've like found ways to come about with new sounds but like not actually technically having to use samples and stuff yeah. by yeah but just being influenced by it in a bit, I guess. Yeah, that's class. Um, so, but what, what's the opposite of pop punk, guys? Does anyone know? Uh, so we're on to your recommendation so for Dylan, Dylan then. Yeah, yeah. The opposite of pop punk. What's growing up in it? Oh, so getting old. Music for OAPs. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily OAP. But, um... <clears throat> Jeff Rosenstock, um, he's originally a band called Bomb the Industry. And maybe he's, oh, I think Jesus. he's in a, a ska punk band as well. I, oh. I think there was there a ska punk? I'm not I'm not too familiar with his with his backstory. Oh. But I know he was part of a ska band. He was in a few underground punk bands. And in in the quite a lot of the, like his his stuff that is released under his own name, Jeff Rosenstock, he's kind of being described as being pop punk growing up. Or grown up right. pop punk. I mean, this particular track is, is is slightly different to his all of his other tracks as well. So this one's like quite a slow banger, but it's got like um, you can tell there's like the influence from all that different sort of scenes and stuff. And then there's a guitar solo that sounds like Nels Klein could have done it and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll just I'll just uh, I'll just play it and see what you yeah, think. What's this track called again? Um, nine out of ten. By Jeff Rosenstock. I actually forgot how uh, depressing that song was a little bit. When I put it on, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> feelings. Well, I was certainly surprised with how good it was. Like, it just had great instrumentation. The melody was fantastic, and the backing harmonies are really spot on as well. That that one can tug at your heartstrings a bit. Mm. And that guitar solo was cool. It kind of reminds me of, of a YouTuber I like called Rob Scallon. He kind of does solos like that uh, a little bit. It. Yeah, I see. Like, it reminded me of that a tiny bit. Um, and then I was saying as well to guys while I was listening to it, the vocal style kind of reminded me of um, one of our friends, Tom Hockney. Mm. Mm. So that was kind of cool. And yeah, just overall cool song. It was a cool mix as well. Like, was kind of polished, but not overly polished at the same time. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I'll definitely check out more of that. Thanks for the recommendation, Eddie. No worries, bro. I love, uh, I love the stutter effect on the guitars and that. I was oh. doing that. Yeah, that was cool. I said I need one of them pedals. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, Casey. We want to mean. Cool. So we're going to go around that way again. Uh, so, yeah, Nick. Um, Hello. <coughs> Hi, Nick. So, again, um, Ed went with, re- like, recommending some folk for you, but not exactly typical yeah. folk. And I've kind of done the same. 
Right. Um, but it sounds nothing like Ed's suggestion either. Um, it's an artist called Robbie Basher, and he was, he was known as the North American Raga because despite uh, being, yeah, well, North American, yeah, like his music has this sort of raga, uh, like like Eastern turn at times. Um, yeah. But it's literally just him and a 12-string guitar. Oh, right. Um, but he's a fantastic guitarist. M- most of his catalogue, I believe, is just instrumental. Um, but the track I'm going to play, uh, it's off the album. So it's called Robbie Basher. It's off the album Bashervia. And uh, it's a 12-minute track. But, um, yeah, he has some great vocals on it, only for, like, the first, like, the vocals finish after about four minutes, and then it just sort of, like, opens up into this huge instrumental. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like, when I first heard this track, it was, I hadn't really heard anything like it before, you Mm. know. Um, I first discovered... Robbie Basher, probably not this track, but first discovered Robbie Basher through uh, Holly Blackshaw was playing some when she used to work at Delphi. Yeah. Um, she, she used to play like like random folk artists in her car all the time. And there was a random Robbie Basher song on. I was like, who's this? And then I checked out more. But um, yeah, it's good. I yeah. Mean, good I, think, I think you'll like it. So that was, it's from the album Bashervia. The song is A North American Raga. Brackets the plum star. Very yeah, nice. I was a. Uh, I was shocked. I can't believe it's one guitar. Yeah, because <laughs> it's mental. But yeah, I love that. I love. I love. I do like a lot of like folky sort of stuff where it's like a story. It. Yeah, he really sets a scene with it, mm. doesn't he? Paints you a picture. I mean, I know they're not folk, but there's that wind song. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. But that's sort of like Mexican folky sort of thing, and that just tells a story. Mm. And because uh, obviously, you, then you sort of just get lost in the music. But it's like you're in that. You've sort got of something world. to really follow, and yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like at the end when he's doing that, what would you call it? Not the warbling vocal. Yeah, not yodeling, is it? I was, I was it's almost there, like yodeling, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, so, <laughs> yeah. But um, and that and when it gets like a bit faster as well. Yeah, that's it. Play, yeah, playing with the tempo like delicately like that. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> no, I love that. It's one of them. Actually, it's one of them tracks where it's like you sort of get immersed in that the world of that. Mm. It's like mm. a real like not soundscape, but you know what I mean. It creates like a creates a landscape. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, love yeah, that. You can get lost in a piece like that. Mm. Brilliant. It's tell transports it on it. Yeah. Mm. Glad you liked it. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so Eddie. Um <clears throat> uh, That's I, I, did, <laughs> I did have to sort of quickly check beforehand with you, didn't I, about this one? Because I I was I had a little inkling you might have heard of him. But yeah. thankfully you haven't. So the artist is Anna Managuchi. Imagine if you just played it, but oh yeah, I've had this. One. Oh, I, I know this. Oh, this bagger. Yeah. Um, no, but basically, I discovered them because. Um, so didn't I show you these? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> no, 
So they're not on the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Obviously, there's a lot of great like rock oh, and stuff. No, no I've, I've on the, the Scott Pilgrim. I've got the C- I got the CD from. Is it from the video game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the CD? Yeah. Well, well, then you've heard of him. You've listened to him. I've never heard anyone say it before. Anna Managuchi? Yeah. Well, and that, that was the deciding factor in all of this, eh? Scott Pilgrim. You can't, you can't read a word in your head and then hear someone <laughs> say it out loud without realising that that is the word. I'm dyslexic. Probably. <laughs> Might, yeah, oh, I'm going to have to think of something else now. <laughs> See, I'd have done... Have you heard of him? No. See, I could have done him for Nick and you could have had Robbie Basher. Oh, anyway. <sighs> back to the door. Right, this is, a, this, is, this is a doozy. What am I going to do? See, I, I, I didn't have a backup. Casey, you know? No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I've known about him forever. Well, why don't you just play it anyway and then he's already listened to... To be fair, I haven't... I don't know if I've listened to him all yet. I've got the g- video game, Brian. Which Which song? So they, did the, they did the soundtrack to the game. The song I was going to play is not on the game, no. No, I haven't heard them. Because um, I think on the game, like... I'm, I don't know if I... Oh, wait, I have played a bit of the game, actually, yeah. I don't think it incorporates the rock elements as much. Because, like, like... Yeah, because the whole game's just 8-bit, innit? Yeah, that's it. Like, it's just chiptune, basically. But they're, like, a live band with chiptune. Yeah. Because so. uh, what, what I did is... The only reason why I have heard of them is because I bought... The uh, the limited edition, the, the limited edition, Did Scott you get Pilgrim, oh, right? Yeah, with the uh, with the soundtrack, yeah, the soundtrack in it. So I haven't uh, actually delved into them, yeah, as yeah. an artist, but I've I've okay. heard about them. Oh, so you've only recently kind of because that yeah. that was only recently re released, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. So okay, so yeah. give 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 still go go with it. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you a a taste of what they usually do then. Yeah, That's cool, what, that'd be cool. The track's called Helix Nebula. Well, basically, yeah. I picked that because I know you've been, uh, I know you've been getting into your gaming more and more. Yeah. And like, that that was my downfall there, wasn't it? Because <laughs> I, got I thought, oh yeah, it, I'll yeah. be real, real old school and pick a band that did the soundtrack to a game that got recalled and there's hardly any copies out there, which is true of the original game. Yeah. But then I forgot it's had this big re-release, and of course you're gonna fucking buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought it. But yeah, that's the sort of thing they usually do. It's merging, eight yeah. bit and chip tune with, um, yeah, with like rock basically. It's, d- it's definitely cool because you can hear the actual guitars in there as well. Yeah, it's definitely cool because I've recommended it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, well, um, it's ice cool now because it's got a fridge. <laughs> oh, <that's> sick, <laughs> but not a freezer. Oh yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> it's next season. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Yeah, because um, I, I I was I think over lockdown I did look into making chip too, because mm. um, my girlfriend's got a Game Boy, and I'm like I could oh, I could easily just use that for that because mm. I think all I need is like you could just get this adaptation thing. Yeah, you can just you plug in like a cartridge, don't you? Because it's just I think it's only four sounds that the actual mm. um, Game Boy actually has four turns. Yeah, yeah, four turns. Mm. One's like a random noise thing in it. Mm. And the other three are actually like synth turns. And but I think it's like four bass turns, and then um, using commands from the cartridge, it could like pitch shift them and things like that. Yeah. Mm. So you could plug like a, a MIDI keyboard in mm. to the Game Boy and then end up doing chip tune mm. on your way. Mm. And quite a lot of old like 
like keyboards as well have like the um I think I can't remember if it's the Yamaha ones or just specific ones of that era because I think they might have just used the bots and trip, but it's the Commodore trip, isn't it? Mm. From that era. So oh, right. Which were the ones that were actually using in like the Commodore sixty four. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Um, so you can kind of get some of the same sound designs as them. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think if I was doing chip tune, probably do it more chill, maybe. Mm. But uh, but uh, it's cool because uh, there's a lot of cool indie developers that are making really good soundtracks. Yeah, they really. Have you, have you played yeah, Undertale yeah. yet? No. no. That's like a really fucking sick soundtrack. And the the guy who made it himself made all the all the songs for it as well. Mm, mm. Um yeah. It's like the um you know Streets of Rage 4 was released like was it last year? And it's like what two decades after Streets of Rage 3 or whatever on the Sega Mega Drive and um I think the soundtrack to that was just like loads of like modern day chip tune artists and they just got them on oh, board nice. to make like obviously they'll have been massive fucking fans of the franchise and so they've just gone right who are we going to get to like soundtrack this game well, oh let's find loads of chip tune artists that will do, just do, like, you, do you have a switch like no i don't yet um because on the because do you know about switch online yeah yeah, because you know you get these you get like loads of the retro games. And you stuff. get they're about to expand it. In SNES, yeah. Mm. So they're going to expand it, and they're going to get N sixty four games and Mega Sig- Drive and Sega Genesis. Yeah, well, Mega Drive Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Right? Yeah, but yeah, and Streets of Rage two is in that collection. Yeah, I believe. yeah. imagine the first one will come out eventually as well. But... Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, should we go on to Dylan's then? Yeah, let's talk more about video games. Uh, <laughs> well, all right. One, one last point. You mentioned the Commodore sixty four. You know, some of the most highly rated games on the Commodore sixty four. The guy who did all the sound on them, he's from Hull. Is he really? Hull guy. I, for, I forget his oh, name yeah. right oh, now. I think of it. But um, yeah, I think during City of Culture, he did a thing at City Hall mm. and everything. Nice. But um, even like like he did the the soundtrack to one of the Road Rash games on on Sega Mega Drive, which I had as a kid. What? Sorry. One of the Road Rash games. It's like a biking game okay. on Sega Mega Drive. I actually had that as a kid. And like, yeah, the dude's from Hull. That's mm. that's like a massive EA published game. You know. What yeah. I mean? Underrated, underrated game. Pete Sampas is tennis. I used to play that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. I, just, I used to love doing the bit where like you just make him bounce the ball for ages. It's like, it's like bouncing the ball. Oh, Ed, you're killing me. Oh. <laughs> I actually okay sorry tangent mm-hmm. I'll keep it to like 30 seconds I used to love like you know when you're playing Wii Sports Tennis and like it's your turn to serve and you just keep trolling you, rep- you throw the ball up and just let it fall <laughs> yeah. down again and they're like fucking serve like alright 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 just throw the ball up and watch it come down and it's like they're just getting really angry and then you serve and they're not expecting it and, oh Brilliant. You could do that on Pete Sandpass's Sega Mega Drive. Game first, you know what I mean? <laughs> Except it was down the floor, you know what I mean? <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh God, I'm dying. Right. Uh, Dylan, my recommendation for you um, kind of comes from, um, I know you were saying you've been listening to the new Angels and Airwaves album quite a lot and you're loving it. Mm-hmm. And you were saying some of the songs have, um, and I'd agree, like I've had a listen and there's that kind of more post-punk vibe to a right. lot of them. Yeah. And uh, 
it got me thinking about an artist that's not not really strictly post-punk, but I feel like like because they were part of the first wave of punk, really first wave of UK punk at least. Um, started gigging in like nineteen seventy seven, and but I feel like I just feel like they always did it a bit different. Do you know what I mean? And like the guitar turns and stuff that they were more typical of like a lot of the post-punk that started to follow um, a few years later. Um, so they're kind of like a punk band, <laughs> but I'd say they had an early post-punk sound to them and they're quite obscure and not very well known. So I thought that's a good reason to pick them for you. And it's a band, a band called Zounds, like sounds mm-hmm. with a Z. All right. Cool. The track is called a little bit more. <laughs> Okay. It's very political. Uh, they're a very, very political band. I think this one's about how um about the division of wealth, like the right. spreading of wealth, yeah, how yeah. it's unfair, basically. Okay. Yeah. Let's stick it on then. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was a really good song that like it was kind of exactly the kind of shit I listen to. I'm not saying it's shit, I just that's what I like to call it. <laughs> music I listen to, I'll just exactly say it all that. This is the shit I listen to. Oh, uh, right, yeah, it's um, right up your street, yeah. Yeah, like... That's it. it, I didn't specifically think that this would be anything outside you. Sorry, my mic was miles away. I didn't think it would be really outside your comfort zone or anything, you know, or like the sort of thing you wouldn't normally listen to. But with it being like more... UK based and and a more sort of obscure UK punk band. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought. I, yeah, I mean, chances I, are you haven't heard it. And like, I, I ain't heard them. Yeah, before. I don't listen to much like of the UK kind of punk music because yeah. I don't know. Some oh, of it wasn't great. Some of, <laughs> a lot some, of it wasn't as good as yeah. was a, <laughs> have you believe? No, like there's there a lot of like obscure post punk bands. So, yeah, you yeah. Know. UK and most of the Twitch. obscure post-punk was far better than yeah, obscure yeah. punk. Most obscure well, punk well, is like, shit. I think, <laughs> I think you, you can look at like the UK punk scene as being shit, but the post-punk scene yeah. that came after was miles better. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, they influenced all the hardcore punk bands to yeah, like, yeah, actually yeah. be like, oh, it, 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 we'll do what they're doing. Mm, mm. It's, I, it's I, like actually same. write songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like similar lyrical content, but yeah. the hardcore punk, American <laughs> hardcore punk, then took it like... Well, yeah, it's like... Um, because, like, the double influence in post-punk, that really took off with, like, bands like Fugazi. Yeah. Like, so, like, Gang of Four, even, like, Pill and stuff like that, they were kind of doing these different things, weren't they? Mm. And it was, like, the took Controversial that. opinion, but I don't like Pill. Um, <laughs> oh, that's not too controversial, <laughs> no, mate. Don't but, worry. Yeah, You're in good company. We don't like Johnny Rotten. Not- <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a dick. Yeah. He came out again recently. Oh, I don't, oh, the dirt. No, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, so, 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 back to the that. track. Yeah. Like, <laughs> any, any more thoughts on Just, Downs, Um, there's certainly some green day in there. Uh, right. In terms of their it's style, quite melodic, like, some of that drum mm. beat kind of mm. reminded me of it. But yeah, it's it it's good. You know, like it's just a really good song, great melody, and I definitely check out more of that. And yeah, that's a good UK punk band, which. Back then, especially in that era, I'm not into too many of the UK mm. punk bands, but ones like that, I definitely do like. So, mm. yeah, thanks well, for that recommendation. No worries. That, that's the nice thing with hindsight, isn't it? Is like the ones that were sort of doing stuff a bit differently at the time that were maybe panned because they didn't have the traditional sound, you know, or the expected because sound. They were like also. now we look back <laughs> and think, well, they, they were the more interesting ones, you know? A yeah, lot of the time. and then uh, the the most popular UK punk band was just the derivative of yeah. all the well, punk bands. Yeah, manufactured bullshit. <laughs> <clears throat>
And then, <laughs> McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Dylan, do you want to give us your recommendations? Okay, then? well, for you, Nick, I'm giving you an Angels and Airwaves song. Right. Like, because I know you've, you've heard... heard of them, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> like, but to be I know... fair, I didn't really listen to yeah. I like might, I, know I might even heard two of tracks to be fair. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And you've heard little bits, mm. but I'm gonna recommend you a full on track by him. So they have a new album out, which Casey kinda briefly mentioned, mm. called Life Forms. And although I do like all their albums, this one is by far one of their best ones because it's really diverse with the styles. Like I'm gonna recommend you one song, of course, but I would recommend the whole album. Yeah, it's yeah. such a mix of stars. So basically, for any people, well, I have already talked about them before on the podcast, but for everyone new, Angels Now is like a rock band from San Diego, formed by Tom DeLonge, who was in Blink One Eighty Two. And this album's kind of like a mix of all these different influences. Like all the other albums have kind of had one consistent sound, whereas this is like a big mash of all these different sounds. Styles and influences. So you've got a bit of the Who, you've got a bit of Depeche Mode, you've got a bit of the Who, even a bit of Ramones in there. Mm. Like you've just got all these different um, influences mixed into one album, and it's an absolute banner to listen to. Yeah. And I think the fact it's so diverse is what makes it real, really listenable. Because the album yeah. before that was like more of an experimental approach and then pushing themselves musically. Whereas this one is kind of like a celebration of all of Tom DeLonge's different influences, which yeah, I think that's is what a, I liked about it. It's a good progression for the band because yeah. as much as people want them to kind of do another album, like the old style, when they got to their album, love part two, that all that sound had kind of been stretched to their, so mm. I like that the art just rehashes. Look, there's still sprinkles yeah. of it in there, but this song I'm going to recommend to <laughs> you is called Automatic, and it's in the vein of The Cure. And mm. it very much does have that old sound of them, but it, it's a bit more Cure-esque, I guess. And yeah. I reckon you might Stick like it, on. it. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I know exactly what you mean by The Cure sort of sound. Yeah. Um, it gives, saying, gives me such a good feel. Yeah, like saying throughout it, won't we? Um, because I ain't listened, the only Tom DeLonge songs really what I think of is like obviously Blink, back in Blink and like maybe maybe some tracks off the first Angels and Airwaves album. I didn't, didn't recognise it was him because his voice is like, seems like a lot lower. Mm. But uh, no, no, I like it. I like the uh, saying as well, won't it? That post punk sort of sound is coming back in fashion now, anyway. Yeah. Well. Um, but I like it, and then some of the some of the riffs in it were nice as well. Yeah, I especially like that little guitar solo bit. Yeah, it's just it's that little bit before, ones. like what you said, Casey. Yeah. That yeah. there's one that's almost like yeah, like a classic Blink riff. Yeah, but like thrown into like a not so Blink or not so typical Tom mm. DeLong sound. Yeah. See, it kind of sounds like something that could have potentially gone on untitled. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of what people say. Like it could have been a Blink song. Mm. No, like I'll give album. That, so that's a new album. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a listen then. Yeah, well, so for, for Ed, I've got a band called Hot Milk. Pretty funny name, but um, they they kind of described as like Wait, a, Hot Milk. Yeah, I can't listen to it. I'm vegan. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, but no, they're like an emo power pop kind of band. Okay, yeah. Um, thought they changed the name to Hot Oat Milk. <laughs> Hot Oatly. Um, I, Honestly, can't remember how I discovered them. It was just through Spotify. Mm, um, yeah. And I've quite liked their music ever since. They're kind of like to blend 
genres together a bit. I, I, I do like the uh, the random Spotify recommendation. Mm, yeah. Because they end up coming like some of your yeah. favorite bands. Yeah, they? yeah. But this song I'm particularly recommending is called California's Burning because towards the end it kind of goes a tiny bit heavier and has some screaming. Is, in that, it. is that a reference to Babylon's Burning? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially, I, I don't know, but anyway, I'll put it on for you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, it, it quite surprised me that song. Yeah, you see what I mean though about yeah. how it kind of jumps at genres a little bit and kind of blends them. Yeah, know, well, that, well, that first like guitar riff that came in, I was like, I know where it's going, and I was mm. like, wait, now though. Mm. Yeah. And then when the when the next bit came, in, I was like, oh wait, I won't expect that either. <laughs> and then like yeah. you, you drop down to this verse, and it's kind of like it's almost hip hoppy, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah but it, kind of, it kind of started quite like emo esque and then mm. ended up like there. But I think the only thing that kind of disappointed me was the chorus. Yeah. Just I felt like it was kind of, for, for everything else in the song that was kind of really pushing it. Yeah. I feel that was the only thing that kind of felt yeah. like, like kind of run the mill. Yeah, mm. expected. Um, like, yeah. I only really recommended that one just because it's kind of the one that best shows off yeah, the yeah, yeah, genres. Yeah. But I would recommend like a lot of their other stuff because yeah, they've yeah. released a pretty new EP recently and it's certainly a step up, you know, what they do. Like they're very talented songwriters, like, you well, know, their melodies are really good and that. Um, but I feel like the EP songs have really stepped it up mm. a notch. So I quite like the, yeah. the obviously, the the, uh, the heavier bit. Yeah. Because uh, I think they had like a robot voice underneath the screaming, yeah. which I thought was really mm. interesting. And it kind of yeah. reminded me a bit of Sascar. Mm, like right. Brothers, when they kind of went heavy, because it wasn't like they want ten, sort of technical heavy, but it was kind of at the heaviness, and then kind of that kind of like inflective mm. kind of vocal at the, the next bit, kind of like kind of being like yeah, yeah, come at me, kind of thing. Yeah, well, kind of... would recommend them. They're, they're from UK as well. They're a Manchester band. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, right. I think so, there was generally good use of vocal effects on it. It was yeah. like it wasn't like constantly because there was two vocalists it wasn't like constantly one of them had one vocal effect or like you know every now and then they'd throw this on for a chorus it was like it was like even like within the verses and stuff I felt like it had a purpose be, for, uh, yeah yeah, for yeah. It, an effect would be applied just momentarily on like one line or something and it, it well, yeah that's it. it it did fit you know well it wasn't just random it was I've, uh, I've been interested to see well considered. what they would do live if they yeah. pull up, if they if they can't do similar elements live or whatever it's just like they can't mm. just suck off. No, mm. they, they do really pull it off live. I've cool. seen clips. Yeah. But good. anyway, moving on to Casey's <clears throat> recommendation, I have told you about this band before, and I've maybe shown you a little bit of it. But Slacker, so oh, they're yeah, like a yeah. pop punk emo punk band from Southampton. Um, good friends of mine, I'd say, like, I get on with them really well, and I'm hoping to eventually tour with them, eventually, Any, but oh, the great. song I'm going to be recommending to you is my personal favourite from them, from their first album, I think it's Time It Waits For No One, the album's called, I ain't listened to it in a while, but the song's called Breathe, and it's mm. always remained one of my favourites, so let's put that on now. So... I would like to just make a point as well that I found out about these through my friend Sam from Serial Chiller. They did a gig at the, with them at West Street Live in Sheffield. He recommended me them. So, yeah, that's how I got to know them. And 
I speak I speak to the uh, vocalist quite a lot. Scotty is called. I ain't spoken to him a bit, but he's a good he's a good mm. person to talk to. And the bassist Caitlin, Kate, whatever her name is. Um, however, I pronounce it. I don't know if her full name's Caitlin, but her name is Kate on Facebook anyway. And yeah, she she's good to talk to as well. You say Scotty was the vocalist. Yeah. 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 I I really liked his vocal. It, it it reminded me of the guy from Lit. Uh, like yeah. um, quite a good range, and you know, could really hold a note well. It, like mm-hmm. he he like definitely emotes well. Yeah. Um, it reminded me like a, a little bit of like a, not as heavy a day to remember. Yeah. Mm. So, well, some of the guitars also reminded me of Lit, particularly towards the end. Um, there was like a bit of a breakdown thing. Um, it was really cool. It was reminis- It was reminiscent of like a lot of the stuff that was like popular when when I was in college, and I wasn't into it at the time because there were just so many bands doing it badly. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, whereas these guys sound like, well, yeah, they can they can actually write songs. Yeah. It was uh, it was catchy, mm. and uh, I think like, yeah, I did. Uh, I asked you, didn't I, as it was playing a three piece or a four piece? Because I noticed some guitar overdubs that were really nice as well. I think, um, yeah, it, it was just all very well rounded. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see them live. Yeah, and um, well, we're planning to. Yeah, m- me. With them wide, we're planning to eventually gig with them. Maybe so, Errol Salad headline. Yeah, yeah. Who headline? Errol Salad. that'd be like uh, yeah, yeah. three pop punk bands, but three very different pop yeah. punk bands as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, be good. Them two yeah. would bring a good crowd as well because Ariel Salad and Slacker are quite big in terms of like the od- the mm. audiences they bring in and that. Oh, good. The headline shows. Um, but yeah, they've got another album coming. I feel like the material that they've been releasing for that is a step up on this first album and is even better than what they've mm. already done. So mm. definitely recommend that when it comes out. Yeah, thanks for the suggestion. Nice one. So yeah, a lot of good picks from all of them. So yeah, again, if you uh, if you want to know what songs we've actually been talking about, then check the playlist out. We'll release it on the same day as the um, pop as this episode gets released so. so yeah check out social media for that anyway onto one of our new segments for the series <laughs> check out this jingle so right then so for this new segment we've all put um a topic what we want to talk about for like 10 minutes in a glass and then we'll see what comes out so if I throw them up do you want to catch one fuck it yeah go on <laughs> good catch yeah <laughs> that was mad Mario movie cast oh it's ah. mine <laughs> it's my suggestion and well chuffed alright do, do you since it's your suggestion do you want to start this off yeah so um <laughs> obviously Video game fans, and particularly Nintendo fanboys and fangirls, always get hypes around the uh, Nintendo Directs, which is uh, when they go like put put a big uh, stream on YouTube and uh, talk about what's coming up, like mainly new game announcements. They announce like DLC and stuff like that. But in the last Nintendo Direct, possibly the best announcement was <laughs> the cast of 
the Mario movie. They're, make, they're making a new Mario movie, not the awful live-action one from whenever it was. Where's that? Weird that frankly, should just not exist. I feel but, like um, I want to watch that for <coughs> comedic reasons. Yeah, <laughs> it's so meme-worthy. But um, yeah, but the the new feature-length Mario movie. I think it's meant to be out in 2022. It's CGI. They've got like can't remember if it's Pixar or DreamWorks. It might be DreamWorks doing it um, alongside Nintendo. Um, but they've announced the cast uh, for the voice actors. And now, aside from Mario himself, <laughs> who is played by Chris Pratt, of all people, and that's been a little questionable. People are like, really? You know, like, just doesn't seem to make much sense. The rest of the cast is fucking brilliant. Um, so, uh, Luigi, you were saying earlier. It's Charlie Day. Charlie it? Day. I mean, and Luigi's going to be running around doing Charlie work. It's <laughs> fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. So we got uh, Bowser. It's Jack Black. Oh who God, is just going to be a fucking... Yeah, he was born to play Bowser. That's going to be... What an amazing role. Like, like Bowser... I've never really known Bowser to... like. I haven't played a lot more of the like the modern Mario games. I've never really known him to have like a voice as such. Mm. Uh, and do much but talking would have a voice. but like yeah <laughs> if Bowser is going to have some fucking dialogue Jack Black oh yeah is there Princess Peach Cal Gas <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant um, no I didn't I don't, I'm not actually familiar with the actress um, um, I think she was in The Queen's Gambit I think it's that right actress, isn't it? uh, do you know her name I'm uh, uh, Joyce but, yeah right yeah. yeah but yeah she was one of the only ones I, I wasn't really familiar with um, obviously Seth Rogen Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I saw Lana up and I was like, is this a Stern movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, they'll be, Don- they'll be eating Donkey plenty of mushrooms, won't they? So. <laughs> Should be, yeah, it'll be called Donkey Bong, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. Oh, yeah. Donkey oh, Bong. Yeah. Donkey Bong. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, God. <laughs> Donkey Bong Country. <laughs> <laughs> Diddy Bong Racing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to descend into chaos, isn't it? But yeah, like what what a cast and uh and then just just to top it all off, as I mentioned, it, it seemed like yeah people are like oh uh, yeah that Mario casting uh, Chris Pratt just seems a little bit off like everyone else seems to fit the role perfectly aside from him so there's now I believe a petition going around to get Danny DeVito to voice yeah. Mario which is just brilliant it'd be be it'd be an incredible Mario. <laughs> It'd be but absolutely fantastic. It'd be even better warrior. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be a very good. He could do both. Give him both. Yeah. Like I don't think Warrior's been just, announced for the movie. Getting to voice everything. So like maybe maybe they could just shoehorn him in as Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Wait, Thoughts. Ju- discuss. Is it, so <laughs> it's, it's live act. Is it? Live no, 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 no. Oh, That's what right. I'm saying. It's but, CGI. Oh, right. I think but DreamWorks are doing. it. I reckon if it was. Live action, Danny Vito definitely should play it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's got the right. I feel like he's got the right build for it. Yeah, for some yeah. reason, I feel like I could see him running about going down people's pipes. Yeah, wow, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just uh, villainous yeah. and oh. Have you ever played any of the Wario games? Yeah, like the Wario Land or Wario Where. I played both, to be fair. So yes, yeah. yeah. See, I because they're, they're quite mischievous, great. aren't they? Like, which ones? The Wario Where, the the mini games ones. No, or, well, I don't know. Oh no, the Wario Land ones. Is it? Yeah, where it's like you, you just go around robbing people or something. Yeah, I think that'll be Warrior Land. Yeah. 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 I haven't played many of them, to be fair. I think I've, like, yeah, played played them years ago. I've never owned any of them. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they were, it was a Game Boy series, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
But I, I reckon they went with Chris Pratt because obviously he's well popular as Star Lord in the Marvel films. Yeah, it's just and a I reckon star factor, it's isn't it? also because like he did voice acting in like the Lego movies. Yeah, right. he did I reckon stuff Forget like that, that might have been a big push in them casting him. Apparently, the, what you did release a thing saying how like they really worked hard on the the voice for it, mm. and they're not going to reveal it until maybe. But they have like, but like I mean, how how hard is it to like? <laughs> it's a me, Mario. <laughs> yeah. I mean, could he even get kids. It's, 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 not, it's never going to be as bad as that SNL sketch. Oh, with yeah. Grams as Peach and like yeah. fucking, oh uh, yeah, you know, like Elon that, Musk as Warrior. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even watch that. I heard it was so yeah, cringe. Yeah. I bring it myself like, to watch it. Oh god, it was so bad. <laughs> <coughs> like even Peach yeah. had an had an Italian accent. <laughs> Peach has never had an Italian accent in like my. I think in, in the entire game, right? Dio Mario, please come to the castle. <laughs> I don't think so. No. no, I don't think she did, did she? Oh, God. But, um, did she speak in the thing? I can't no, I think she has. Yeah, she, she has spoken in games in the past. Yeah, too. yeah. Like the so. iconic oh, opening yeah. of Mario 64. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. In the games? Yeah. Yeah. They all have at least a little bit, aren't they? Like, mm. when you select them on Mario Kart and shit like that, they've all got a bit of voice acting. But. I remember seeing clips of the original film and <laughs> it's just so bad. Trust I've, I've never seen it. It's, oh God. Well, it's worth maybe one watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never, never seen again. it. <laughs> the, the, guy, the guy who originally played Luigi went on Twitter to complain about the casting. So now it was all white. Because I think he, The casting of the original movie or the new movie? New movie. Because oh, he, right. he, he's Latino, uh, I think. Mm. Latin American. Mm-hmm. And well, like it's, it's well, aren't they Italian? Mm. Not Latin. Well, mm. yeah. Like the new cast isn't all white anyway. No, no. Some of the other characters, the more minor characters, granted, um, are actually black. Like the um, well, it's a bit of a the, weak the cast anyway. Like, Who's the other minor characters that um, released? Do you know? Like Sorry, you know, talking. like the I think it was some of um, the Kooplings or whatever. Or, like, what's the one in, like, the purple hood? Purple hood? I think hood. it first appeared in Super Mario RPG. I forget the character name. The more obscure Mario characters. But I'm sure Who, there were some heard? black voice actors for them. Um, oh, do you know? I'm not sure. Oh, is it Fred Armiston? I'm not sure. Was it? Oh. I'm just, it, it we should have pulled up the cast, really, before yeah. discussing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, we, pull, but, yeah, That's what all that jazz is about. And all that just jazz. riffing, you know what I mean? We are riffing. We are just riffing. Remember, We're doing all right for riffing. Yeah. Mm, I just remember how uh, the Goomba looks in yeah, the original Yeah, in the film. OG one. Like, it's what so the bad. fuck is that face? What <laughs> <laughs> well, was, like, the original so game? Because there was a... A Mario that they thought was too diff- difficult for the Americans to play. Yeah, so, so that was so they just over did over another game. Yeah, it was a, basically a palette swap, um, not a palette swap, a sprite swap or whatever. Basically, so yeah, Super Mario Brothers the original was obviously well received worldwide, but the Nintendo discovered that like American and we- like Western audience in general was struggling with it more than the Japanese audience. Um, people found it harder to complete. Um, and they discovered this at the same time they were developing Super Mario Brothers 2, which was a harder game in general. So they thought, right, it might be too hard for the West. 
and they just gave us a completely different game. They gave us um, a Japanese game reskinned uh, with Mario characters, but the original Japanese game is called Doki Doki Panic. Um, I don't know too much about it, except um, it's got quite quite an Eastern sort of feel to it, which is why Super Mario Brothers Two had the you know Arabian Nights feel with like it's got like the flying carpets and stuff like that on it. Um, that was because it was a reskin of that game. Um, and so like when we got, um, what is it? The Super Mario All-Stars collection. That's the first time we got the actual Super Mario Brothers 2, but we got it as the Lost Levels. Super Mario Brothers, the Lost Levels. Mm. There you go. Casey geeked well, out for a straight two minutes there. Should we, uh, have a good, uh, good jazz session? All that jazz. So we're going to uh, All shout that out of the week. Dirty jazz. Our new jingle for shout out of the week. This is the shout out, shout out of the week. If you've got something to shout about, here's your chance to speak. Big it up so everybody knows what they should go see. This is the shout out of the week. I wonder what it's gonna be. Let's find out. So, <laughs> um, yeah, has anyone else got any shout outs to do? I've got one. Shout out Danny DeVito, like go yeah. for that Mario role, mate. <laughs> Do it. Get on that he petition. He's born to play that. Yeah. Mm. Um, Imagine if they just kicked off Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit bad for him. Just ends yeah. his career. He's, he's like, like a nice guy. <laughs> and he's like, look, look, guys. Like I worked for like ten years, like perfecting yeah. this Mario role. Well, I got the kicked guy, off of Danny DeVito. I forget his name, but like the guy who's been voicing Mario since like the nineties. He's he, still around, right? Yeah, well, he's also ca- like he is doing cameo appearances in the film as yeah. well. So it's like just you kick Chris Pratt off for him. Wait, how, him how, old, how, old is, how old is this man? I don't know. Is he actually Italian? No, he's not. No, no. It does, to be fair, it does sound like a bit of a stereotypical. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into another story, but check out on YouTube how he got the job as voicing right. Mario. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. All right, cool. Anyway, we're going to the shout-outs. So, yeah, we're recording this a week before, so it's a bit weird. But So today, so a week ago, <laughs> a local old band called Violet has released, um, it's like a, it's a single, but it was like, it was like an instrumental intro sort of track, and then the, uh, the next track. Mm. Um, so there's two tracks? Yeah. Mm, cool. And uh, I should have got this up already, I forgot what it's called already. <laughs> uh is it? it is cells. That's it. Cells. Yeah, check it out. Cells with a C or with an S. The C. The C cells. Right. Uh, it's well, well, cool track. Seashells. Seashells. Just got um, a new um, cells. Uh, lineup change, aren't they? Uh, we've got a female uh, singing that, aren't they? I think yeah, when they got a new guitarist as well. Obviously, <coughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, what I really like about it, the, the intro track to it. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm into, like, my ambient synth stuff and that. It's a real cool, like, mood, mood builder. Mm. Um, it almost reminds me of a little bit, like, some Border Canada stuff, in a way. Oh, nice. But mm. just the synths, nothing else but the synths. Then it goes into the, the, the main single, um, and it's, like, it's got that, that still got that sort of violet sound, like the, the old stuff, but it is more synth-driven. And they... Uh, it's sort of like, I wouldn't say polished, but yeah, I'm definitely more more electronic. I mean, I saw them live 
a couple of weeks ago when they supported Blur Hummer for their um, album launch gig. And uh, it's nice when the live version's different to the mm, recorded version. Because mm, mm. the live version was very much like, you know, like guitar, bass and stuff. Mm. But the recorded version's totally different and that's what's cool about it, I think. Mm. It, it's like, uh, it throws you off guard a bit if you've seen them live. But yeah, just check it out. Really cool. I actually remembered I've got a shout out. Uh, so this Sunday, uh, my band, my new band, Oh, wait, this is a shameless plug. Yeah, shameless oh, no. plug. Shit. Well, we need to play the jingle for the shameless plug. Oh. There we go. Yeah. So I'm in a new band. Another one. I know. <laughs> I love how um, everyone's going to hear the new jingle. Yeah. And then it's just, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm in, I'm in a new band. That's, <laughs> that's what's going to follow. Yeah. That's incredible. Jarm Blast Black. Yes. Uh... Yes, I'm in, a, I'm in a hardcore band now. <laughs> what, what, what's the name of this band? Uh, Bill Worry. This is Bill Worry now. Oh, um, okay, cool. Kind of, I do love that band name. Uh, it's Shoe Gears for Cowboys. If you're a cowboy, come down. <laughs> So we're playing, playing at Dav on the 10th of October with uh, a band called Artia from Leeds. <coughs> um, yeah, come down, please. I'll do it. Please. <laughs> I've also got a shameless plug. Mm. So on this day today, my band Unwind Society have released our third single, Loss of Unity, which was recorded here at Unit 45, recorded, mixed by me, and it was also mastered by Nick. Aye. And um, that's kind of, that's not in real time now. That's today, as in the day you're listening, right? Yeah. yeah. So literally today, as you're listening to this, Dylan's new single has dropped. Yeah. Um, you can tell it's the first episode of the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it'll be, it's a like the other singles that I've put out, it's available on all streaming services, including Bandcamp, if that's your preferred way of listening. And there's also a music video which was directed by me and my good friend Rob Moses, who directed the Wall of Noise music video, and he edited it as well, and he's done an absolute fab job. And in the video as well, it features my mum, and Casey is back as Chesney G. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty much showing the aftermath of what happened after the Wall <laughs> Wait, of Noise video. Would you implying that Casey and Chesney G are the same person? No, I'm no. playing the legendary yeah. Chesney Chi in part two because they couldn't yeah. get him back. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was too expensive. Well, was in prison, <laughs> so. Did he raise his prices? Yeah. Because of the fame from the first video. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm excited about this. Like, mix-wise, I feel like this is my best one yet. Part but, two of the Chesney Chi-logy. Yeah. <laughs> and even the video, I feel, is a step up from what we did last time. I'm just excited for people. People aren't ready for it. the video. That's how I feel. Yeah. It, I'm it, sad it, I couldn't it, be. I was ill when I... Yeah. It's so all right, though. You'll be in the next video. So. Oh, will I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. well, for <laughs> next videos, we are going to be wanting to incorporate people in a bit yeah. more. And, yeah, just check it out. Can, can I be a hand it? model? Yeah, next video. I just want my hand in it, not the rest. Not, the re- not the oh, rest I thought of you were like playing a hand model. Like, like, <laughs> playing a hand model. Like you could come in with some like gloves on. Or something. Yeah. Like, take your gloves. Like, like, take your glove off. <laughs> finger by finger. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like as well with this video as well. 
it was kind of my first time dabbling into directing a bit. Mm. Like, because the, there's two parts to it. So the <coughs> the parts that that performance, that was all Rob's doing. And then all the performance stuff, that was kind of all conceived by me. And I came up with the ideas for it. So it's been a true mm. collaboration between me and Rob. And it's been a very fun experience. I've learned a lot about, you know, doing music videos through it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, really nice. Was. It's very good. Too. I got caught in the rain, and it ended up being fucking perfect for the video. <laughs> it, it was pissing it down, but um, yeah, it was great. I got splashed by a passing car and everything. Lovely. <laughs> right, what was you saying, Nick? Didn't yeah. just had a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's not that. Oh, yeah. so that that made it was yeah. perfect for the role. That's it. Were you yeah. method acting a lot? Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, thankfully, a good friend of mine made it rain. And <laughs> you know, yeah, I managed to hug that up. You're um, friends with God, now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I've also realized I do have a shout out. Ah, uh, is that all right? Yeah, I've got time. Yeah. Did you have to play the single jingle again? No, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be all right. Yeah. Like I said, everyone will understand. First one back, it's been we've a while. all fucked up. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, uh, shout out to Revival Coffee and Donuts. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, I've been loving them lately. Um, they're only round the corner from us at the studio, but we, we're normally in here too late for me to like catch them, you know. Um, but or in a Monday, Tuesday when they're closed, I think sometimes. Yeah, are they open all week now? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, Please open all week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've I've been like gra- grabbing it on my way in now instead, and uh, oh, it's just delicious! Like great, great coffee. It's uh, oat milk as standard. And they don't shout about that too much because, like, apparently no, you can, it can put people. some people off. But oh, really? have, <laughs> I, have I, uh, uh, let the cat out, out the bag? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go under. It's all because of me. But um, no, it, it's it's just delicious coffee, and like they've always done an amazing selection of donuts, like fully vegan donuts, absolutely incredible, like really tasty, really large donuts, very filling. But um. The donut selection has always been amazing, but they've also added uh, a few other sweet treats. There's like, oh god, peanut butter brownies, like, well, chocolate peanut butter brownies, like. I've only had cookies. a coffee from there. I need to, yeah. <laughs> My god, yeah. Get yourselves down. Get, Lo- get, lovely people. Great, great branding, and. Uh, I might yeah, get you here early tomorrow. Yeah. Just to go. Do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So is this right here? Uh, this is coming to right the end, for episode right? one. So well, next week we've got Jessica. <laughs> yeah, she's oh. going to come down and talk to us. About yeah, the stuff that she's been up to. Yeah, yeah. So photographer, isn't she? That's cool. I'm looking yeah, forward to that. photography, web designer, musician, musician. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's cooking. very talented. I mean, yeah, she does everything, mate. So, so yeah, we're going to uh, talk about. Different avenues, I suppose, where you can go down in music other than, and as well as playing. Playing, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> so we'll see you next week for that then, I suppose. Thank you for listening yeah. in. And yeah. Sorry it's been Welcome a while. In, I suppose. Welcome and sorry back, for everyone. being, you know, rusty, but <laughs> we'll get we'll get better. We'll, we get, we'll be getting there. We'll be getting there again. <laughs> it's a softly so, far play for what's to come. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Can we cut that out? <laughs> oh. See you guys next week. <laughs> oh. Oh. It was going so well. <laughs> right then, let's play our uh, new outro jingle. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>